There is a God. There is a God. He is alive. He is alive. In Him we live. In Him we live. We survive. And we He did the sky with heavenly dew and framed the world with his great might. There is a God, he is alive, in him we live, in him we survive, and we survive from the Amen.
thank the day you've given us, and the opportunity you've given us, Father, to come round your word. Pray that the message that God presents tonight will be through you, Father, and spoken through you. Pray that you be given the wisdom and understanding to speak the words you want him to speak, Father, and to get um, to touch us all, Father, and be able for us to apply to our lives any way that we can. Pray that what we learn tonight, Father, will be able to stick with us throughout our life and we'll be able to stand up for your word and be more like your son, Jesus, Father, no matter where we are. We thank you for all that you do for us and thank you for your, your son, Jesus, who is an example in our lives. We pray to be with us always, Father, and be with all those who are listening. But we, we listen carefully, Father, and we're able to do with the word what you want us to do, Father. And any questions we have, Father, pray that you're able to help us ask it and the answers be found through your way. We pray all these things through your son's name. Amen. Amen. Good evening, my lovely viewers. Uh, once again, your brother Paul has come to you to present the word of God, as I always do, every Sunday evening, 8 o'clock British time, and also 7 o'clock Ghana and other countries. And European time is nine o'clock uh, in the night. So, as we started last week, uh, the topic of our lesson is creation or evolution. Which one can we rely upon? Creation or evolution? This topic is very important because the world is divided and people, uh, some people are also not sure whether indeed there is God who created this universe. That is why in our song, we let everybody know that indeed there is God. But how do we prove that this world, that this universe was created by God and not evolve as evolution is talking about? So that is what we are here to do tonight. And once again, I, I send my greetings from my family to you. And I hope you are doing well. As you see us, we are well by the grace of God. So I'm praying that if you have any trouble, God will help you and then take away all your troubles so that uh, you will get a sound, a sound mind and also a good health. Last week, we started this topic, uh, creation or evolution, which one is reliable. And today, we are going to continue from where we left last week. And today's one is going to be an interesting one because uh, we are going to use the Bible uh, also to prove whether this universe we have, whether you and I as humans were created. Last week, we uh, use uh, evolution to prove whether these, uh, the universe and um, life in it, including human beings, were evolved. And I can tell you that we were not convinced what evolution is telling us. So... We're going to also go through the Bible and find out if we can, you know, 
find anything uh, that will help us to know where we come from. In part one, we concluded with a thought-provoking statement. Having examined the evolutionary theory and found out that it does not conform with the qualities of scientific theories because it has not been proven and also it does not have any credible data to back it. I said, and I just want to remind you that if the theory of evolution does not support the origin of the universe and the life in them, then the only option left for us to consider and examine is God and creation. So today, we are going to examine whether the universe and life in it were created. So, if you didn't get opportunity to listen to the part one, maybe today is the first time you are getting this, please look for part one and listen because uh, that will help you to get full understanding of what we are seeking to you know, achieve or we are seeking to find. So, you go through Polofin preachings or Polofin teachings uh, on Facebook, Polofin teachings, or you go to Ben Yavs, uh, FM, Ben Yavs, you can also source me from YouTube. And other people can take me on podcasts, which is audio only, or Radio Republic. So all these areas, you can uh, have uh, find my videos or my audios. Now, in summary of what we studied last week, we must agree with uh, Wayne, and uh, that is Wayne Jackson, who stated that there is no scientific information which explains the presence of life on earth in a naturalistic way. And this is his book, it's a very interesting book. Uh, because I'm using maybe the face camera, the words are just turned upside down. But it's uh, the human body, accident or design. Okay? Uh, and it is uh, Wayne Jackson. If probably you search for internet, on the internet you can find it. It's a very good book. And it tells you whether we uh, as humans were created or we were evolved. So uh, I implore you to look for one. Okay, so it is important. Uh, we know that science does not explain why there is life on this earth in naturalistic way. Okay. According to Wayne, again, he said the law of biogenesis. When I say biogenesis, it's a, a big term, but what it means is uh, production of new living organisms. Production of new living organisms. Okay? Uh, Wayne says it only explains that life derives from previously existing life. So what he's trying to say, uh, uh, science or biology... It just tells you that uh, we got this mango from the previous mango, okay? We got this goat from the previous goat, okay? This human, I uh, am here, I'm from my mother, who is also from her mother. So uh, life, you know, came through the previous life, okay? But the question is, where is the first life 
Where did we get the first life from? The Bible is the only source left to tell us where the very first existing life came from. Because uh, uh, evolution cannot tell us. Evolution cannot tell us. Last week, you remember, when we were trying to find out where life started, all that evolution said was it began with a tiny hot particle, okay, with energy and light, and with time, billions of years, okay, these particles turn into atoms, and these atoms, billions of years, uh, started, you know, changing into uh, the stars, the moon, and all these things, okay? This kind of story. And then, uh, uh, life came from something that is not life. And we're trying to find where these uh, tiny particles came from. Evolution cannot tell you. Evolution cannot tell you where these particles they claim uh, combined with energy and light uh, began the uh, Big Bang. They cannot tell you. So we are going to rely on the Bible and see if the Bible can give us uh, a clear view of uh, how humans are on this planet or how even the planet or the universe began. And before we dive uh, into the Bible, I want to make this clear. Now, what I want to say, some people who are the critics of the Bible, God and religion are doing so because they are repelled by the confusion in the religious world today. Some religious bodies worship reptiles and other animals. Others worship images they call Jesus and Mary. And some also worship through Muhammad, Buddha, Gandhi, or Jesus. The so-called men of God in Africa and elsewhere are using all kinds of evil to amass wealth in the name of God. Some Muslim extremists are killing innocent people in the name of God. And to add more, churches have now become businesses to fake pastors and ritualists. And all this going on, okay, all these practices in the name of religion make it difficult for one who is genuinely seeking for the truth to find. It makes it difficult, okay? But I can tell you that Peter says, all those using God's name in this way have their damnation awaits them. God will not let them go scot-free. A time will come, they will answer to God. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. In addition to these things, people are also questioning God and say, if he really exists, why the suffering? In the world. And as a result of these negatives, uh, many have doubts in their mind whether indeed there is God. And some are also losing their faith in Him. The fact is that, or the fact that there are, you know, bad things going on in the world today, and people using God's name in a negative way does not take away the existence of God. 
he who created the universe has also made natural laws. And when these laws are broken, there are bound to be consequences. It will be illogical to conclude that because a plane crashed and many people died, it is the fault of the one who designed the aircraft. That is illogical. Wayne said, people need to realize that a departure from original does not negate the genuineness of his existence, nor does it authenticate evolution. If you read his book, okay, page 117 and 118, that's the, the, that is where he quoted this. Now, let's come back to the origin of the universe and life. We are trying to find how life came to uh, uh, be, whether it's from evolution or from creation. But from last week, we know that evolution has failed us because it was not able to tell us how, you know, life began. Now, reading from Genesis chapter 1, verse 11, let's hear something. Genesis chapter 1, verse 11, and I quote, And God said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seeds, and fruit trees bearing fruit, in which is their seed, each according to its kind on earth. And it was so. Here, the scripture tells us that it was God who said, let this vegetation come. And it was so. It, they came. Right. Now, when you jump to verse 24, Genesis chapter 1, here we are talking about the animals also coming into play here. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things and the beasts on the earth according to their kind. And it was so. You see, evolution could not tell us how animals, you know, came to be. But here we have the first existing life, the vegetation, and all the creatures, living creatures. God said it, and they came to be. Now, these two passages tell us where the very first existing life came from. From the words of God, they came to be. God spoke, and they came to be. Now, they believe that life initiated itself, okay? In biology, we term it as spontaneous generation. They believe that life initiated itself billions of years ago is totally without scientific basis, even though this is widely advocated by evolutionists. This is a quote from Wayne's book. Uh, Wayne's book. Now, Brad Harrow, that's my good friend, in his book, and the book is Convicted, Maybe, and this is how the book is, okay? It's convicted. Don't worry. I say I'm using the face camera, so the words will, you know, turn upside down. But in this book, it's very, very good book. In this book, Brad observed that many individuals have accepted the truth that Darwinian evolution 
cannot explain the existence of life or the universe. Yet, they have stiffened their necks against creation and the notion of eternal supreme being. They know very well that evolution cannot and has not been able to tell us the reason why humans are not on earth. But then, they don't want to listen to the other side where the scripture said these things were created. Now, I don't want to be biased by accepting these biblical statements blindly because I'm a Christian. I want all of us to probe and critique the verses of Genesis chapter 1 to Genesis chapter 4 and the other passages that we're going to find in the Bible that uh, talks about creation of the universe and the life in it. You agree with me that it appears everything that we see around us, okay, everything that we see around us has some sort of design in them. And that is true. That is true. So they have these arrangements that we call design in them to accomplish functional or artistic purposes. Now, if you look at this thing I'm holding, it has design in them, okay? It has design. Now, me as a human being, I have design. I have my ears, my mouth, the eye, the eyebrow, the hands, everything. Means I am designed. Things come together in these arrangements and I am designed. So, Wayne's again quoted, if designs are seen in this universe, then there must be a designer behind this who fashion it into its purposeful form. And once again, that is true. That is true. You can't find anything that is designed and you will not think that there's someone behind it who designed it. It is illogical to conclude that this design thing has no a designer behind it. That means you don't reason. That means you do not reason. Now, Paul Rice, he is a professor of philosophy and logic. He admits that everything design has a designer. If you read his book, 1986, Page 90, he quoted this. Now, tonight, what I want us to do is look at the designs in nature and also the reason behind them. The designs that we see in nature and the reasons behind them. Now, you can see that cars or automobiles, cars are designed with multiple parts which work together to make the car fit for a purpose. You see a car, you see it has the brakes, it has accelerator, it has mirrors, it has the windscreens, it has, uh, you know, wiper blades, and it has lights, it has the horns, it has the engine, it has the exhaust pipe, it has all these things, just they all come together to make the car function well. So if you see a car 
and you tell me that this car came by chance and no one designed it. It means you do not reason. You do, nobody will even tell you that. But why is it that when it comes to life, human beings, we have the ear, we have the hand, we have the nose, we have the eyes, we have the, you know, the tummy, we, everything is designed. And then evolution is telling you that human beings appear by chance. The world came by chance. And you believe this. Moreover, they are saying that it began with tiny particles, energy, and light. Where from these tiny particles? Where was the energy? Where from the light that they got, uh, you know, they, they brought together to form this uh, atom? They can't explain to you. Which means they use pre-existent element to begin their so-called, uh, what do you call the universe? You understand? The things they use to begin were there already. What about creation? Now, we're going to consider only three areas of creation. What we will, I'm going to consider in this lesson is first the heavens and the skies. And then we talk about the sea and the land. And lastly, we're going to talk about the human body, how it is designed. And then you tell me whether this is by chance, pure chance, or there is designer behind it. My brothers and sisters, Creation and evolution, which one is reliable? Now, if evolution is reliable or evolution is correct, that means there is no God. And all those who are, you know, uh, saying they are worshipping God, they don't know what they are saying. It's just a blind faith. There is no need to do that. But then if it happened that the universe, and humans and aids and other creatures were created by God, then we have to look out for that God because he's everything to us. Now, let's consider the heavens and earth because that is what the Bible says was created from the beginning. Now, whilst evolution depends on pre-existing elements such as hot tiny particles, light and energy, and time for the Big Bang to process to kickstart, creation, on the other hand, began with nothing. See the difference? Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. That's it. God did not, you know, go for atoms somewhere, particles somewhere, energy somewhere, and put them together. He made it from the scratch. God created the heavens and the earth. From the very beginning of his creation, God made the heavens and the earth from nothing. And God said, let there be light. Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. And there was light. And God saw the light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. 
Genesis chapter 1, verse 3 to 4. My brothers and sisters, God made the light. He said, let there, uh, let there be light. Now, in evolution, they tell you that it began with a tiny hot particle. And then uh, uh, light also came in and energy. You see? And these are pre-existing things. They put them together. But in creation, there was nothing. And God said, and it came to be. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, this is what the summit saw. And it, be, I mean, it became uh, 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 mind-boggling to him. And this is what he said. If you go to Psalm 19, verse 1 to 6, we're going to read verse 1 and then jump to verse 4 and 6. And listen very well. This is what the psalmist said. It said, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies above proclaim his handiwork. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So here, this is about 4,000 years after the creation. And the summit is saying that, indeed, the sky above and the heavens declare the handiwork of Almighty Jehovah. Hallelujah. If you come to verse 4, verse 4 says, Their voices go out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. Whose voices? Their voices. He means the voices of the skies and the heavens go through all the earth. What it implies is what you see in the skies and the heavens speaks volume. It tells you that indeed we with handiwork, we are handiwork of the almighty God. Now, when you continue... Verse 4, it says that in them he has set a tent for the sun. Hallelujah. Now, if you read this, you will not maybe understand fully what uh, uh, trying to, the psalmist is trying to say. He said, in the skies and the heaven above, God has set a tent for the sun. For the sun is in the sky above, but God has set a tent. What is that tent? And why is God setting a tent for the sun? You and I know how hot the sun is. Probably you don't know how hot it is. I'm going to tell you the temperature of the sun. And you know the reason why God has to set a tent to protect you and I and the entire world from the heat of the sun. This is in the Bible. And this was said so many thousands of years ago before science was able to, or before science uh, uh, was able to tell us that there is something covering the sun which is called the ozone layer. Hallelujah. So before scientists we're able to find out that we have the ozone layer that protects us from the sun. The Bible has already said it. Sometimes you see some people are saying that, 
oh, uh, uh, signs and the word of God doesn't go together. You are talking rubbish. You don't know what you are talking about. This is in the Bible. Do you know that it was first said in the Bible that the, the, the world, okay, the earth is in a global shape. Job said it, that the earth is a globe. And later on, science find out that it is true. Before, science thought the earth was flat. But they agree with what the Bible is saying that the earth, entire earth, is a globe. It's round. The Bible has already said it. And you are saying that the Bible is somebody's imagination. Somebody sat down and wrote the Bible. You don't know what you are talking about, my brother, my sister. The Bible is an inspired word of God. And I will explain to you when we say inspired word of God what it means. Now, we are talking about the sun being covered by a tent, which we call the ozone layer. And why did God put that tent there? Why did God put the ozone layer there? Now, let me tell you. The ozone layer, according to scientists, acts as a filter for the shorter wavelengths and the highly hazardous ultraviolet radiation, that is UVR, from the sun, protecting life on Earth from its potentially harmful effects. And that is what, why the ozone layer is there. That is why United Nations are preaching that we should do everything to cut down the destruction of the ozone layer. Because the activity, human activity, they think is destroying the ozone layer. If it destroys the ozone layer, it means we are going to get the effect of the sun direct on our lives. And that will be a disastrous. You see the wisdom of God. He put the sun there and then put these tent, this ozone layer to protect humans and, you know, his creation from the effects of the sun. If you don't know, let me tell you. The temperature of the sun, okay, at its core, when we say the core, the middle part of the sun is 27 million degrees Fahrenheit. If you come to Celsius, it's 21 million degrees Celsius. That is, that is how the temperature of the sun is. But only about 10 million degrees which uh, Fahrenheit all 5.6 million degrees Celsius are on the surface, okay? The sun's surface, you have about 10 million degrees Fahrenheit. That is temperature. Now, the average temperature on the planet Earth is about 14 degrees. We only need about 14 degrees to help us survive here. But... 5.6 million degrees just on the surface of the sun and 21 million degrees is in the core. Now, had it not been this tent God set up or the ozone layer, what do you think will be the effect of this? Now, let me tell you, do you know what temperature water boils? Water boils 212 Fahrenheit degrees Fahrenheit, or 100 degrees Celsius, water starts to boil. Who can bath with boiled water? 
your whole skin will peel off. Just 100 degrees, your skin will peel off. We are talking of, we are talking of 27 million degrees Fahrenheit at the core and 10 million degrees Fahrenheit on the periphery. So you see God's wisdom, my brothers and sisters. Now verse 5 says, what we are reading is from Psalm 19, verse 1 to 6. We are in verse 5 now. Now listen to verse 5. Listen to verse 5. Verse 5 says, Which is still talking about the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom, right, leaving his chamber, and like a strong man, run its course with joy. He's saying that the sun comes out like a bridegroom. Now, if there's a wedding and you see the bridegroom coming, you see how beautiful the bridegroom is. So handsome, Camino. And the psalmist is saying that that is how beautiful the sun is when it starts to come out. It's round with joy. Verse 6, listen to verse 6. And I love this. Verse 6 says, It's rising. It's rising. It's from the end of the heaven and it's circuit to the end of them. And there is nothing hidden from his heat. He's saying that the sun rises from the end of the heavens and runs through a circuit to the end of heaven. The sun moves from the east, right, and then down to the west. Now, how did the summit know that the sun runs on a circuit. He said he runs on its circuit to the end. How did the, the summit know? That time there was no science to prove that indeed the sun runs on a circuit. But later on, science has proven that like other planets, the sun too moves on a Milky Way around the Zodiac, making one complete circuit each year. How did the Bible know? That is the inspired word of God. You see, scientific studies have shown that the Earth's atmosphere also plays a vital role in regulating the temperature of this Earth by providing a blanket of you know, gases. And this blanket of gases, that is what the summit is saying, uh, uh, a tent. We call it ozone layer. You understand? Now, my brothers and sisters, I'm talking a lot of science today. But you cannot prove the existence of God without talking about science. The very science that people think it disproves God, no, it doesn't. But science rather confirms what God says in his holy word. My brothers and sisters, because of time, I want to pause here. But I want to tell you that God made the heavens and the earth. He made the skies and he put the sun there. Do you know the first day? He said, in the beginning, God created heavens and earth. And the heaven and earth were without form because Everything, you could not differentiate everything. But God said, let there be light. And there was light. And this light is the sunlight. Why did God create light or the sun 
at the very beginning. Do you know why? Do you know why? Now, without the sunlight, plants or vegetation cannot grow because plants need sunlight to produce or to prepare their food. Plants need sunlight to make food. I mean, in biology, we call it photosynthesis. They use the sunlight to manufacture the food. So if there is no light, the plants will die. And guess what? Humans, we depend on, uh, on plants, right? So if the plants die, that means, as we always say, when the last plant died, the last human being will go, right? Because we depend on them. So God, in his wisdom, from the very first day, when he made heaven and earth, he made the light. So when Adam was created, everything was in place. All that God told Adam is, this is for you. Enjoy it. Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19 and 20, My God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in the glory in Jesus Christ. And to our God and the Father be the glory forever and ever. Say Amen. Paul says, My God will supply your needs according to his riches. God is rich. He has light. He has everything. And he knows why humans would need these lights. And that is why when he created heaven and earth, he provided the light. Don't be doubtful. Believe. And that is what Jesus told Thomas in John chapter 20, verse 24, uh, verse 27. Do not be doubtful. Believe that the heaven and earth was created. Now, next week in part three, we are going to also look at the ocean, the big sea, the ocean and the land. And why the ocean is there. And let us see if there is a design in the ocean. Now we've seen that the sun, there's a design. Design because the sun is there and God made a tent so that we will not get the effect, the harmful effect of the sun on man and other animals and other plant, uh, plants. The same way we are going to look at it from creation point of view because evolution has failed us totally. You cannot prove evolution because it takes... Millions of years, 15 million, uh, uh, sorry, billions, not even millions, billions of years for evolution process to take place. How can you test this? But science is depending on this fallacy. And to disprove God, God is there. There is a God who created humans, you and me, created the heavens. And the earth. God bless you that you always listen to me. Please, if you get time, visit the Church of Christ. Church of Christ is everywhere in the world. We will tell you the truth. We will show you the way you can get your salvation. I know there are many out there. Because of all this religious confusion, people worship God as they want. Many people are looking for the truth, but they don't know where to go. Please visit the Church of Christ. We can help you to find the truth so that your souls 
will get saved at the end of everything. Remember, don't be doubtful. Believe. For indeed, you and I were created by God. God bless you. Please share my lesson to everyone you know. And God will continue to bless you. Bye-bye.